0: Welcome to Side Hustle City, and thanks for joining us. Our goal is to help you connect to real people who found success turning their side hustle into a main hustle, and we hope you can too. I'm Adam Kaler. I'm joined by Kyle Stevie, my co-host. Let's get started. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Side Hustle City podcast. Today, we've got Mr. Uh, Jason Barkaloo with us, founder of now it's Therapoid. We went yeah. through some name changes, Jason. Yeah,
1: yeah, we did. Made a little change. but had scientists, uh, uh, you know, were giving us a lot of feedback on stuff, so we kind of reacted to the market before we launched.
0: And I like Therapoid. I, th- I think it feels like uh, you people ask about it. Like they're like, yeah. "What is that? What does that mean? What is that yeah. about?" You know. So tell tell us where the name came
1: from. Yeah. So originally it was Open Therapeutics, and uh, so we said Therapeutics Thera, and uh, like is OID, so is therapeutics like, uh, mm. and that's how Open Therapeutics started. And then we started getting a lot of feedback from the researchers that, well, wait a minute, I'm a humanities professor or I'm an arts professor, and you're only focused toward really therapeutic people. So we are thinking pretty quick, wow, we're getting a lot of traction here, a lot faster than we thought. We always knew we were going to have to accommodate that STEAM community, right, science, technology, engineering arts humanities and math we always knew steam was going to be our focus yeah but want to start somewhere you know you got to start that really narrow focus and so we started on the um, life sciences more specific therapeutics and med devices diagnostics and uh, pharma and things started moving really fast after we did our soft launch and we were getting a lot of feedback and they were the researchers were like well wait a minute you're i'm not in the therapeutics area so can i use it I'm like, we better make this change, brand change now before we get any further downstream. So TheraPoid really was uh, a spin-off of that original genesis of Open Therapeutics.
0: Nice. And I don't think a lot of people understand crypto very well. So there's a big challenge when it comes to your company because it's there's a token component to it. Yeah. Obviously, that's not the main, uh, that's not the main component is tokens, but there is a token component to it, which is mostly used as an incentive piece for participating on the platform. Right. So there's a challenge there when it comes to communicating what you're doing to the science community, because most of the science people, they could care less about, you know, crypto. They're not. They're not trading Bitcoin. Well, North,
1: North America and Europe. Europe to a lesser degree. But if you go to India or China, Africa, America, you know, Asia, Latin America, uh, the receptivity is really different than you would find in North America.
0: Well, China, yeah. yeah. I mean, they know all about it. I mean, yeah. they're they're big into crypto in right. general. A lot of Bitcoin. I mean, that's one of the reasons I think the price went up recently on Bitcoin was because of the Chinese New Year. And a lot of times, people gift people right. money. For Chinese New Year, it's yeah, a big thing. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, you know, the, there's a culture there right. around crypto already, more so than I'd say in the United States. Yeah. Plus, when you think about some of these communities, I mean, they're, they're local currency. I mean, you're talking about China, which is communist government. I think people there are, you know, a little, hey, I, I don't know what's mine. I want my property. And I think Bitcoin, they're receptive to the promise of what Bitcoin offers, the kind of libertarian aspect of it. And uh, in America, you know, we got a strong dollar. So a lot of people are like, ah, oh, what's crypto? Stupid computer money, right? right? right. Most people, I would say, uh, yeah. especially older old, older communities, they just don't believe in it. They think it's right. weird. And it's like, well, what is money? Right. What is the dollar anyway?
1: Yeah, one of the interesting statistics that hit me is that uh, I don't remember where I read this, so somebody would have to go out and do a search on this. But I believe twenty six percent; those people in India of the age twenty six and under, sixty percent of them are in crypto. That that's a stunning number. And didn't
0: like, their government ban it or something recently? Well,
1: there was a lot of discussion about that, but what happened? is gold used to be the store of value in India. It still is. You know, that's how people value themselves with gold. But uh, now, all of a sudden, people are transferring that from gold into crypto. And it's the young people that are doing it. But 60 percent of those people under the age of 26 or 27 are in crypto. And a place like India is just off the charts numbers. And it's also a huge reservoir of people in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. And they produce 3 million STEM degrees a year, 3 million. And uh, China produces 5 million STEM degrees a year. We produce 500,000, but we have 3 million open STEM positions at any given time. So. Yeah, right. So how do you fill this shortage? And the key to that is, well, bring all the researchers onto a Reddit, LinkedIn-like platform. And once they're there, let's give them a lot of incentives and awards for being open, being open scientists. And uh, that's really the trajectory that we're on now. So interestingly enough, the crypto is a sufficient condition, but not a necessary condition for us. That is to say, if we pulled crypto off the platform, it would really be a negligible loss to the scientific community, as you noted. But there's another piece to the puzzle of incentives that we do called digital object identifiers or DOIs. And these are the serial numbers that are awarded to peer review journal articles, for example. And researchers, their careers, they're hinged on these DOIs. So, yeah, if you look at professors, I mean, they have to get published, right? They have
0: to constantly be getting published. They have to constantly be putting information out there into scientific journals in order to keep their jobs.
1: And it's not just professors, right? It's uh, government scientists who have to publish. They are private uh, companies, not for profits. They need to publish in order to continue to validate their missions. So continuing that trend of providing career opportunities through the award of DOIs, that was huge for us. But the real crypto curve to this is something we call a scientific proof of work. And if you step back and say, the DOI is representative of a lot of work, you put a lot of work in in order to get a DOI.
0: So this is like CREs for the real estate industry or something, but for scientists, right?
1: Yeah, so think of gold and and fiat, Right. So gold backs fiat. This is similar where the DOI backs the crypto and the scientific proof of work generates the DOI. The DOI now generates the crypto behind that.
0: So the value is in the work. Correct. It's funny because, you know, in crypto, you got proof of work, proof of stake yep, yep. in a way. This is kind of like that. It's they
1: are the You're Bitcoin. being rewarded. Yeah. They are the Bitcoin miners, only they're the science miners. And this area that we're founders of is called DeSci. Think of DeFi, it's DeSci, De- Decentralized Science. And DeSci now is just a year and a half, two years old. And the third conference for DeSci just took place in Denver last week, or is it this week? Yeah, it was last week. And that was ETH Denver, and DSI was a two- or three-day event along with that. And DSI is really starting to grab hold. But interestingly, the early movers in DSI aren't crypto people. They're neuroscientists. They're radiologists. They're people that, coming from the sciences, Who have an interest in blockchain technology, and then they're not really focused on crypto. They're focused on uh, decentralizing science and using blockchain to do that. And DAOs are a really big thing in the DeSci space. And now we're moving from DeSci to the umbrella of open science, of which DeSci is um you think of it as a pillar so you have open access which is making publications open and freely available you have open science which is the methodology experimental work the distribution of information and then you have the blockchain side of this all falling underneath that umbrella and it's really exciting because DSI has been under the radar for the last couple of years while we're attracting this significant scientific community and now you have folks like polygon who are stepping up saying whoa We want to get involved in this. And so they gave us a big grant Polygon did in order to drive the DSI community toward the blockchain environment, uh, Polygon specifically.
0: Explain DAOs to people also like uh, in the science community. How do DAOs work uh, for them? What are they looking to like? What was the epiphany when DAOs came out?
1: Yeah. Well, I have a little different take on DAOs than the typical crypto people do. Uh, I recognize the criticality of leadership. You know, you are a leader. You, you've you built companies from the ground up. You've had exits. You know that it's all about leadership. You always have right. people who are just punching the clock. They're coming to work. They, they're they just there to collect the check. They're not passionate enough to stand up and say, I'm going to put in 80 hours a week or 90 hours a week. I'm not going to mortgage my house to launch this company. Uh, And so DAOs have a significant downfall in that they generally don't incorporate leadership. And this is almost always a Achilles heel for DAOs in of themselves. I like to think of our implementation of TheraPoid as a DAO-like environment that we call a B-court, which is a benefit court. People don't really ever hear of this, but it's essentially a for-profit company that behaves as a not-for-profit with a socially conscious mission. So because we act as a B Corp, we bring in the best part of the DAO but we able to interject the best part of leadership and allow that community to have that word, that spoken vote, that ability to help drive the environment forward while we bring in the guidance of the leadership in order to craft that organization, help it move forward.
0: Well, and how does the voting go in something like that in a structure the way you have it set up?
1: Right. Uh, So what happens is the science coins are a utility token. And as this scientific proof of work moves along, the more DOIs that are generated, the more science coins the participant of the DOIs collect, those then start collecting new values, like voting. And so while somebody in the community posted something that we think is really important, I'm going to nominate that for a DOI. So that gets offloaded from the company, and gets onloaded to the community, and the community now, under a scientific proof of work staked, now have voting rights in order to help promote forward how the community interacts with not only itself but with the other scientific communities in an interdisciplinary way across the platform.
0: So this could even be part. This could even be set up for open source software, like yep. the same idea. Yep. But you're incentivizing people, and the crazy thing is, is you're spinning out a new company. Yep in allowing people who participate in building the company, allow them part ownership in That's the business. Right.
1: That's right. You know, the nice thing about the science coins, um, if you stop and really back up for a second, think about the way that value proposition works under a scientific proof of work. In social networks today, I, I'm not, I'm not against Facebook. I'm not against Reddit. I'm not against LinkedIn. I'm not against any of them, but let's focus in here for a second on Reddit. Uh, you're providing a lot of content to them and a lot of engagement, but you really receive nothing back for that. You certainly yeah, you get
0: know, nothing. You're right? just, you're just there writing stuff. There's exactly. people, there's people that edit Wikipedia
1: all the yep. time and they, What do they get? Like uh, some recognition, maybe? And even then, they may not get any recognition, right? Right. So in Reddit, you may be a researcher. You spend a lot of time, effort, and energy creating something that may be of intellectual value, and three days later, you can't find it. It's gone. And so those researchers that weren't there at the very moment it was created, um, they're they're not going to participate in it. So we wanted to back that into an inverse and say, you're creating value through a scientific proof of work. How do we reward that? Well, that's pretty easy. We award tokens. Now your scientific proof of work is generating tokens. As more DOIs are developed, as more scientific proof of work is developed, the value of the science coins goes up. As the science coins value go up, it pulls the value of the company with it. And now as the company value goes up, it pulls the science coins value with it. So the researcher who's collecting science coins participating in the building, the value of the company gets rewarded because the value of the science coins now go up, but it's not a security. That's the, yeah, that's a this. tricky
0: part about it yeah. is how is it not a security? Is it because it, you're not, there's no like uh there's no marketplace There's no
1: mar- to buy it and sell it. Right. Hey, it, the, e- yeah. There will be a marketplace to buy and sell. It's, that the equity of the company isn't tied to it, and whereas with a security token, the underlying equity of the company could be tied to it, right? You could be selling tokens to investors. This is not that. These are right. That's what utility.
0: that was when we did our token sale. It was we, you know we had to talk to the SEC and everything. They were like, you can't sell them. Right. You can't sell them to That's anyone right. in the United States. Right. You could gift them. To people in the United States, you couldn't sell them in the United States, you couldn't sell them in China. I mean, there was a bunch of places you couldn't do. Remember when ICOs were like a big thing? So we didn't end up barely, we didn't even do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was just, it was pointless. So we spent a bunch of money <laughs> yeah. building these tokens yeah. and, and, and doing marketing and all this other stuff just to not do anything with <laughs> yeah. it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So because it's regulations and you got to follow the regulations. Yeah. And you see with like FTX and some of these people, like, I mean, look at some of the stuff that, uh you know, Gemini is getting in trouble for now yeah. and uh Ripple is getting in trouble for and yeah. all these exchanges now. And I'm wondering why it took so long for them to realize that they these they were selling Securities, Yeah. And then I think the SEC chairman just came out and said the only thing that is not a security is Bitcoin. Was that was that what they what they were I, I didn't at?
1: catch that from Gensler. So I think it's always you know, said I because I thought
0: Ethereum that. wasn't either. I thought Ethereum wasn't necessarily yeah, there was a security some, there
1: either. There was a discussion about this a couple of years ago. And I do remember that Ethereum was set aside. Bitcoin was set aside Uh, But I think it's always, let's keep an eye on it. In our case, we don't sell them. They're only awarded for scientific proof of work and they are awards. They're not um, designed to be income. So we don't run afoul of IRS, for example. We don't issue W2s to everybody. Oh, that'd be a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, You don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. So they're, they're definitely not a economic award, but if they want to unlock the value of that, then there's an environment for them to do that. The nice thing about this is we have what we call a a nested positive feedback loop. So as the person's generating more content and engagement, they're making the company more valuable. As the company becomes more valuable, then the underlying science coins that represent the scientific proof of work become more valuable. So on one wheel, so to speak, you have the value of the company going up. But not going up based on investment, not based on selling. It's going up based on the way companies just generally become more valuable like ours, which is more users, more content, more engagement. The
0: network grows. Yeah. There's there's a value to a network. So Facebook has a value because it has a huge network of users. That marketers can tap
1: into. And really. they don't give any value back to the user other no. than the use of the platform. And and Zuckerberg would say that. And I would stand with him on that. Yeah. Which you it's know.
0: arguable that that is actually detrimental to your mental health.
1: <laughs> I don't use it. No, nothing against uh, the, the people that are in Facebook arena. But I just don't have time to be engaged in social networking. I've got my own social network, so to speak. Uh, but for us, having that value come back to the people creating the content, creating the engagement? How do you demonstrate that? Because you can't give them equity for it, right? That, that's untenable. So the way you do it is say, okay, I can't give you equity for it, but I can give you DOIs. Right. So I can give you these digital object identifiers for the messages that you've put on the platform if they've been nominated by the community and so adjudicated as content that's valuable for citation in the future. If you're on Reddit and you write something, it's just gone on our platform. You write something. The community can say, hey, this is valuable. We want to cite this future in the future. So let's get a DOI. So those that hold the utility token nominate that d that doi for that message on the message board doi is awarded science coins go with it now they have something to track that underlying value of the doi against that um security that uh, utility token now In say that, that way, project goes
0: dead did those tokens just get burned that was associated with that project with that doi
1: yeah, no, those, because they're tied to the DOI, they're, they'll never disappear. You know, they're on the chain, of course. So they'll be, as long as the DOI is there, which is in perpetuity, the DOI never goes away. It's permanent.
0: Well, the, because you, it's just like the original concept of this. What made me interested in it is, is you have all this um, orphaned IP that's just floating yeah. around out there that nobody, yeah. somebody spent time doing it.
1: $4 trillion worth out there. Four trillion. Four trillion unused IP that's uh, I think that was Hovis uh, that wrote a paper about that, a peer review paper about that, that there's about four trillion dollars worth of unused IP sitting on shelves and portfolios. About 80 to 90 percent of a portfolio is never licensed out. So you have all the money that goes into the prosecution of that, all the, the money that goes into the maintenance of that. Then the inventor and the institution is not getting anything back for it. So you can take that IP part of the therapoid value proposition is we can bring in that IP and then that IP can be uh, valued by the scientific community. They can advance it. And in the process of advancing it, they get awarded science coins for that. And then the IP can now be made available to the rest of the world with something that could be valued. So we'd like to give a great example is say the Ohio State University has uh, technology for remediating arsenic out of water. Well, this is a big problem in India with wells, is they're infiltrated with arsenic. So that technology is not being licensed by Ohio State because Either they don't know how to license it, uh, market it to be licensed, or nobody that's big enough like GE says it's worthwhile. So they're not going to spend time and energy trying to find an entrepreneur to come in and license. It
0: that. would be more of a cause marketing thing for them. It wouldn't be a right. money maker for them because right. they're just. It would be a money loss yeah, for them,
1: right? Yeah. So that piece of IP comes onto the platform and now 50 researchers around the world that have expertise in remediating arsenic can go to work on that piece of IP. And next thing you know, an entrepreneur like you steps in and says, whoa, I can make value of that in well water in India. And now all of a sudden, all those people in India that have arsenic in their well water are being benefited by technology out of the Ohio State University that wasn't going anywhere. So this is kind of like taking IP and making an Uber value out of it or an Airbnb value out of rates unused. Let's make value out of it. So when you come into TheraPoid, the very first thing people see are these message board forums, they have to go in and go into a profile once they've registered for free. Once they've registered, they can go in and turn on features so they can customize the platform. So right now it's a Reddit. Wait a minute. I can turn on IP and I can see all this IP. I can turn on a preprint server. I can turn on free lab equipment exchange where I can get free lab equipment. I can turn on this IP uh Value. So now you go back after you've turned them on, you look at your menu and your menu has seven things in it, whereas when you started, it only had one. Uh, we're really excited about the fact that we've customized this entire site
0: building like modules experience. that they can turn on and off exactly. based on what they need. Which is really really yep. interesting. Another thing grant I like,
1: funding. You know, that's another one is, you know, is grant funding. Yeah, and so you list this grant funding on there. We can issue the grants or the community can. I've got science coins. I'm not going to use them. I'll just put out a grant, and then I'll just send them to whoever wins the grant. Uh, another exciting part of that is. Uh, being able to donate, so we we've got a relationship mm. with American Impact uh, Capital Foundation, where somebody earns their science coins and they say, well, "I don't want to do anything with these," so they can donate them to AIC, and then those can be invested into a socially conscious company or given to a charity like uh, Doctors Without Borders or something like that. So the science coins don't have to be used they can be donated or uh, moved out so that they can still be valuable. Oh, that's pretty awesome.
0: I also like the idea that there are countries out there where you have scientists that just don't have access to the type of funding, but you could probably get science done by qualified people in those countries cheaper than you could probably get it done here in the United States, but they don't have the same access to funding and they have IP that's just sitting out there that never got done because maybe they just ran that's out right. of money and, and it's out there sitting for yep. somebody to just pick up and, and work on again or potentially get a grant for it. I mean, it's probably a good right. idea. It's good science. You've already put yep. hours towards it. How do people find that stuff yeah. without
1: TheraPoid? Yeah. So the exciting part about this is if you look at our statistics from our soft launch in June to now, uh, what are we, first of February was the last run of our stats. Uh, we had 26,000 visitors with average time on site, about six minutes. That, that's just unheard of. Yeah. And that's no marketing. That was all word of mouth in the open science community where you have a scientist at a conference that tells another scientist at a conference. They go back and tell their students and their students are like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So. Our focus is on Africa, Asia, and Latin America. That's really where our focus is. And all you have to do is find a few deans, find a couple of institutions that have key opinion leaders, decision makers, influencers, and get those people to help drive the open science value proposition. And then this thing grows organically. And we haven't spent $1, not one, on marketing and 26,000 people with six minutes plus Time on site is just shows that organic growth and that's happening around the world.
0: Well, that's really interesting, too, for our listeners, because you've got a lot of people here. Maybe they don't understand the science stuff. Maybe they don't they don't even wrap their heads around right. what you're talking about right now. And the crypto stuff is just <laughs> yeah. completely you know boggles their mind. But it, the idea that without any marketing dollars, you could put something like this together and get tens of thousands of people to join the platform that speaks to finding a business that has a strong community that may just be missing that one little thing that links them together. Yep. And what you did is you've created essentially a social network. Yep. Network effect, but, but an active social network, not just active. Like, I mean, typing things in, I mean, creating things like if, if Facebook was, If if Facebook was a project, like if there were things that you could do on Facebook with the billions and billions of people and the time these people are just wasting, yelling at each other on on Facebook. (laughs) And I do it all the time. I'm like, it's my personality type. And but the time you spend doing that could be spent on productive things. That's what you're doing. That's
1: what TheraPoid is. Yeah. One of the things that uh, was part of the genesis of TheraPoid is that. The scientific community, most people go into science globally to make the world a better place. They're there to advance knowledge. They're there because they're inquisitive, they're curious, and they want to help make the world a better place. You don't really go into science if you're thinking you're going to make billions of dollars. You you go into business. So that community, understanding that dynamic of the community to begin with. And also, they don't go to places like... Reddit, There's if you go and look, there's 29 million members of the science Reddit. But uh, how much activity is there there? And furthermore, how much of that activity is of value? And part of the issue that we have is that this the research community doesn't really have the time to sit around and socialize on Facebook. They don't have the inclination for it. It's not generating any value for them. It's not fulfilling their curiosity. And we don't do a good job as an overall community of coming together as a community and helping advance together things like debunking conspiracy theories. You know, where are the scientists debunking this stuff well, the people that have come up with this conspiracy theory, they get all of the, they get all the likes, right? They go viral, they get all of that, but there aren't any researchers there to debunk it.
0: It's, it's the shock and awe, yeah, right? It's, it's shock and awe is what it is. It's, it's who's the most extreme yeah, and, yeah. and things get clouded. Yeah. Good, and, good information yep. gets lost. Yeah. And now you've created a community of like-minded people. That can debunk that stuff. Who can, who can debunk it, but publicly, also-
1: with peer review.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or they can at least come together and say, hey guys, what are we going to do about this now? Like, right. because right now they're just like dealing with it. They're just like looking at this they stuff. ignore
1: it. They, they, they hear this stuff and those that are- What subject, can they do? Yeah, those that are subject matter experts, they just look at it and say, I don't have the time and energy to respond to this bunk. Well, you should take the time and energy to respond to that stuff because dollars- Capital is spent against those conspiracy theories. So if we could bring that knowledge forward, we could as a group debunk this stuff and at the same time get awarded with DOIs, get awarded with crypto. So we're saying, okay, researchers come together, get these value propositions and incentives, free lab equipment, grants, DOIs, uh, science coins. You can capture all of that. And at the same time, you're debunking conspiracy theories. Uh, That's a pretty good thing. And now we bring a community together in a way that's never been done. So it's a little bit like a LinkedIn Reddit kind of model, because when those researchers come together. It's a
0: professional place. It's not a place for
1: crazy people. Exactly.
0: And and the problem is, too, if you're a scientist, everybody knows somebody who's in in the science. They know a doctor or somebody. Those people aren't going to get on Twitter and sit for two days and argue with somebody who doesn't want to change their mind, who has confirmation bias. It's never going to happen. Right. Like you're not going to get in there and get somebody to change their mind about something. So why even try? Right. right. But now what if someone use your platform, TheraPoid, to create a DOI that strictly debunks bad science? Exactly. And you get a group of people who are into that, who publish information that the media can then go into, Bingo. say, look, we found this on Therapoid. There is a group of scientists that are aligned to this. You know, science isn't perfect. You know, th- there's these disclaimers that say, hey, you know, there's this and this and that, but the research, the information points to this, and you can have actual information. And you know what? If you don't wanna share it or if you don't wanna consume that information, Then fine. Right. But it's a group of people that are decentralized that are all over the world that don't, you know, you don't have the U.S. government in their pocket. You don't have, you know, uh, whatever, the Nigerian government in their pocket. These are people that are decentralized, maybe even anonymous, that can come together and share their scientific opinions, theories, or actual science, proven science, case studies, in a way that they don't have to go online and argue with people right. on a, on a terrible, terrible platform. It's only going to make
1: them upset. That's right. right. It's a peer reviewed message board system with an open science umbrella. And what's the business model, which is really exciting about this actually is that the advertising is clearly a potential there, right? So you have lab equipment, you have free piece of lab, free piece of lab, free piece of lab advertisement, free piece of laboratory piece of uh, equipment advertisement, right? Who's not looking at wealthy
0: people who've got money to bequeath. Yeah. Uh, Jason would like to talk to you (laughs) if, if there, there is a person in Nigeria right now who would like a beaker and probably a computer, maybe a laptop and some, uh, and some science equipment
1: that they could work on. Right. Exactly. And so by infiltrating free ads in the free lab equipment, you know, everybody's going to see these ads, right? Who doesn't want free lab, free equipment? Uh, But what's really fascinating is take the advertising business model out of this, remembering that TheraPoid is free. How are we going to be sustainable? And how are my investors going to get that dual bottom line ROI, right? The first one is we're doing good for the world. So that's part of the ROI. The other piece is the financial ROI. How are we going to get that to them? And fascinatingly, when we come back to the STEAM right? The availability of positions for being fulfilled on a recruitment basis. You go to LinkedIn and that's where you do the recruitment today. Well, you see a researcher there and other than seeing their papers, you don't really see anything more. Now you can see them in activity, see how they're interacting with other people, see what they're doing in a public environment, what they're doing as peer reviewers And now they can get offered job positions. So if you're a researcher in Ghana um, or South Africa, and you're really, you're a postdoc and you're looking for a position somewhere, nobody sees you. No. You come on this platform, come on TheraPoid, you get engaged, you debunk conspiracy theories, you create peer-reviewed information, you get seen. So our mantra is be open, be seen. And recruiters then pay us, to be able to mine for those candidates. Wow. That's the business model.
0: Wow. Next thing you know, you're some Nigerian guy with no uh, beakers or computer equipment. And now Cambridge University is asking you to come down there and interview for a job.
1: How awesome would that be? How awesome would that be? That researcher may have been trained at Harvard, has now returned back to his home country, and now becomes an engine of economic development in their community. Because as we all know, research and development is the engine for economic development. It's true. So these researchers when you have
0: there, to have healthy people, I mean, yeah. if this, if this is health related, uh, if your people are sick, if they're drinking arsenic laced water, right. Like they are in India, that's not helping right. your community. You can't think and be productive if you're right.
1: sick. Yeah. That's, that, that's from a social good perspective, you know, not only are we making people's lives better, but we're actually creating incubators of, of economic development. So when you start thinking about, Scientists and the educational systems and improving those by making information open and freely available, creating a collaborative environment and incentivizing the engagement of that collaborative environment. As we see that happening, there are going to be these other things that spin out, right? Like taking that IP, making value of it so that it helps people, creating new economic engines. Entrepreneurs, I think this is going to be a bonanza for entrepreneurs. I think they're going to see these intellectual properties that uh, institutions provide, and they're going to see that stuff being advanced. Who doesn't want to look at a piece of of technology that 50 researchers around the world have worked on now are co-authored on as an entrepreneur, you step in, you pick it up, you go to do funding and you have 50 people who are on the science team that created the IP that you have. So you have 51 people on the team, the entrepreneur and 50 researchers. So the exciting part about this is that you see this economic development, you see this social good, And we see at the same time, things like debunking conspiracy theories.
0: Yeah. And and all for the good of humanity. And this is, this is one reason I wanted to bring you
1: on. And let me just, I don't mean to interrupt, but if I don't, if I don't say this, uh, my investors would be upset. (laughs) It is, our goal is to do well by doing good. So there's nothing wrong with making a profit. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. Mm -mm. I believe in that incentive model, but doggone it while we're doing it let's do good. And if we can yeah. do, yeah. if we can do well by doing good, then everything that I've sought out to do in my entire career is fulfilled. Yeah, I'm not interested in, in, uh, in just taking a profit and providing nothing back to society. And Therapoid gives us that, uh, platform for doing well by doing good.
0: Yeah. And I mean, in you're at this point, you're fine. You're, you're, you've done well, and yeah. you know, you're know you mature at this point. You're at the tippy-top of Maslow's hierarchy at this point, right? <laughs> I mean, you're in America, for one. No. That, that kind of puts you in the middle of it.
1: Well, ask my wife about that. Yeah, I don't think she would yeah. agree. <laughs> I'm at the bottom of that food chain. Well,
0: in your house. <laughs> it's a different story. Uh, but if you think about it, uh, you know you can enjoy the fruits of capitalism while being socially minded – and doing things that can help society. It's not that black or white. You don't have to get rid of all of capitalism. I mean, you know, there's people out there that listen to this that are, you know, 100% capitalism. You know, I'm I'm sold on capitalism, right? It's got more people out of poverty around the world than any other system of government, any other system of economics. But I do still have empathy for people who can't figure it out and people who just can't, especially in other countries where there are definite barriers to being able to do these right. kinds of things. And for you to be able to provide a platform for people that are smart, that are educated, that want to do something, want to do good, but at the same time, build a profitable business that can sustain. And that's the thing. Yep, Businesses aren't run off of feelings. Right. Businesses are run off of money. That's right. And if you can't make money as a business, it's going to go away. And guess what? Those people that actually want to participate in this platform, they're going to go away. They're not going to be able That's to true. do it because the platform is not going to be there. And this is now connecting scientists. This is, I mean, it's a social platform for not just, it's not just a social platform for scientists. That's correct. This is an active working platform social platform for scientists where things actually get done
1: besides arguments. Yeah. And think about yourself, for example, you have a passion in real estate and real estate has a number of scientific things that come to it, right? Water pressure. There's a science to what water pressure is or electrical current in the electrical wires of your facility, your your wonderful
0: plumbing, anything. I mean, the Romans, I mean, that's been around since that time. Right.
1: So Anybody who has an interest in science is free to use the platform. So a citizen scientist who's interested in butterflies uh, might be a world leading expert in certain types of butterflies. So, they don't have to have a PhD to play on the platform. You can come on the platform so long as your engagement in the platform is respectful. It's about peer review. It's about contributing to the overall value of the platform and recognizing that your contribution has to be done in a non political way. There's nothing wrong with talking about financing science, right? There's nothing wrong with public policy of science. It's when we start allowing conspiracy theories to drive public policy and the way we fund science. So uh, there's a, there's a balance there and we recognize that, but we're going to let the community balance it. If I were Facebook, I wouldn't be hiring tens of thousands of moderators. I would let the community moderate and I would incentivize them to moderate I don't, I don't get that, why they don't do that. Yeah, it's just weird. I, I don't get it. And our platform, my company, TheraPoid, is not going to manage the community. I, I, I'm not interested in going out and raising tens of millions of dollars so I can hire people around the world to curate content. Yeah, I mean, and to uh, block
0: people and all yeah. that. Yeah, no. But it I needs got, to be respectful. It needs to be – I can just see this. You know what's crazy? The, what this reminds me of. I think of the movie Contact, A young Jodie Foster interested in astronomy. She's got her telescope. She's trying to figure things out on her own. You know, later on the movie, she discovers that, you know, she's able to figure out this message and everything that the the aliens were sending or whatever. But young Jodie Foster sitting at home right now, you know, as we speak, somebody's son, somebody's daughter is sitting at home right now, wanting to be an astronomer, wanting to be in science, in the sciences, in STEM, what, they've got a homework assignment. They've got some project they want to do. They maybe extracurricular type stuff they want to do. They could go on therapoid, and they could talk to actual scientists. Right. They could talk to their heroes. Right, and that's what this is. This is, I mean, imagine if you were into the into football, and you could go on a platform and talk to NFL players, about
1: or you CTE
0: about yeah or whatever yeah you could talk to their them brain about brain trauma, brain trauma or anything. It, it's the same level for kids that are in right. STEM. I get to talk to my heroes is really what this is. So like you're saying, this is open. This is not as long as you're respectful and you treat the platform. Well, you get to go on there and you actually, and there are scientists on there that will talk to them. Right. And help them along. Mentor mentor. them.
1: That's That's powerful. And it's all done in an environment that's open so that the community can see what's going on and that nothing polices a community better than itself. So I believe in empowering and incentivizing the community to take care of itself. And the fascination of this is there's going to be a child sitting somewhere at home, as you said, who loves music. At first blush, people think, well, that's not a place for a musician. And I would strongly show that it is because in an interdisciplinary way, that music could actually help people that are recovering from a stroke. Right? So we can take humanities and arts and interweave them in an interdisciplinary way into the STEM. That's why we're really a science, technology, engineering, arts, humanities, math, STEAM platform because we want to be open and freely available to everybody, citizen scientists, uh, anybody that's interested in participating in an open and peer-reviewed way uh, whereby the community says, wait a minute, that behavior. That, that's just unbecoming of the way we behave in this environment. It's unbecoming with uh, terms of service, and uh, we're we're going to ban you or yeah. we're going to suspend you.
0: Yeah, so act right, people. Don't, yeah, don't exactly. get on these – even on the other platforms, you just need to start – I need to heed my own words there. Yeah. I need to do the same thing, but
1: – so, But you know, the, the Facebooks of the world, to their brilliance, what – what they've done is they've taken the worst part of humanity, right? The negativity, and they've capitalized on it. So they've said, look, you know, more people respond to negativity than they do positivity. Yeah. So we'll reinforce that. Speaking of science, there's science about that. Yes, there is. That absolutely is. I f- yeah, I there's people out there is, that know but,
0: that, but it's, it's, it's kind of disheartening. Humanity is pretty bad. I mean, when you think about it, but at the end of the day, you were able to take this essentially to kind of the opposite when we're talking about that. Right. You're actually helping humanity instead of capitalizing on right. the bad sides of the dark sides of humanity. Right. You're capitalizing on the good sides, the helpful sides. So for anybody out there, Jason, I guess to, to kind of wrap it up, what would you say to anyone out there, you know, another Jason Barkaloo out there
1: who's oh, God, I feel sorry for that. maybe
0: for not in the science, but maybe there's some other thing that they want to do. Some some social good type of project that they actually want to do. How about get off of Twitter and your little keyboard and your little social justice warrior stuff and actually start doing something? How about how about you put your words and your time and your energy where your mouth is? And you start building something. So maybe they want to do something like that. Maybe they want to build something. What are the first steps that they take to do something like this? Maybe not crypto related. They probably don't know enough about that. But what was the discovery that you went through? What were you thinking? How did that process work uh, to get to where you are now?
1: Yeah, Uh, it actually isn't complex. It was starting with inquisitiveness and curiosity. How did things work? Right. I had these books when I was a little kid called. How does it work? And uh, we're rector sets, things like that. So there was this curiosity, inquisitiveness, but it was balanced against looking at problems. What are the problems that are out there? We all identify every day of our lives problems. The separation is saying, how would I solve that problem? And if you take your natural inquisitiveness, if you take your natural curiosity and your natural ability to recognize problems, if you take those and you bind them together, now it gives you opportunity to look for solutions. And I always tell uh, young people that are looking to become entrepreneurs is look for a problem and then discover if there's a market for it. If there's a market for it, that's the one to go after if there's a market, solve that problem, go out there and then become a philanthropist, go out and go after saving mountain gorillas, because now philanthropically you've earned the amount of capital that you need to go out and do that kind of social good. So it's really simple for me. Take your curiosity, inquisitiveness, couple it with your ability to see problems and then determine if there's a market and go out and build it.
0: Yeah. And there has to be a market. I, I tell people all the time, it's like, you know, folks tell you, do what you love. Well, if there's no market for what you love, you're not going to be doing it very long.
1: It's really hard.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you want to be a painter, but you can't paint, there's probably not a market for people who can't paint. So you're not going to sell many paintings. You're going to be back doing accounting or whatever it is you're doing, you know? So you got to have, there has to be an actual market for what you're trying to do. That's right. So, but Jason, man, thanks for coming on today. This has been super helpful. I actually learned more. By sitting here talking to you about it. So that's good Yeah, because we work together on this too. So uh, this has been really helpful. I think it's inspired some people probably. I think uh, if there's a scientist out there listening to this, now they want to know, how do I get a hold of this? How do I, how do I get on it?
1: Yeah. Well, there's a couple easy ways, right? One search for open science, uh, search for open science and DSI think we're pretty high in the search results for Open Science and DSci. Uh, the other thing is just go to therapoid you can go to therapoid.com.net.org uh pretty soon it'll be therapoid.blockchain uh actually having the domain running on the blockchain. So uh, we're pretty easy to find out there. There aren't any secrets to it. You spell it out for people too. Therapoid, Thera. So it's like therapeutics, T H E R A, right? Uh, that'd be Tango Hotel, Echo Romeo Alpha, and then Poid, which is Papa Oscar India Delta P O I D. Therapoid. I forgot you're
0: a military guy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> think of think of Android. Yeah, with Thera. Therapoid.
0: Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, awesome, Jason. Thanks a lot for being on the show. And uh, we're definitely going to, anybody out there who wants to find those links, those are going to be in the show notes for the podcast. So uh, yeah, thanks a lot and good luck
1: with everything. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate your help, Adam.
0: Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Side Hustle City. Well, you've heard from our guests. Now let's hear from you. Join our community on Facebook, Side Hustle City. It's a group where people share ideas, share their inspirational stories and motivate each other to be successful and turn their side hustle into their main hustle.
1: We'll see you there,
0: and we'll see you next week on the show. Thank you.